On this episode of the Var Bar Podcast, episode 189, we'll be discussing the breaking news that Kylian Mbappe has called his time at PSG to an end at the end of the season. We will welcome back the return of the European Knights as the Champions League round of 16 resumes and also Europa League and Conference League have their qualifying knockout stages. We also talk about the best league in the world, the Premier League, with more shocks, defeats and wins. And lastly, what's all gone wrong for Bayern Munich as Harry Kane bottles it again. <laughs> hey, Kane. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, yo, yo. What it do, my peoples? We are back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Munu, and I'm joined with Rapping Drew. Yes, 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 yes. In the building. Emi Cuz, new new single, new e- new EP out. Nah, just a just a single, mate. Certified out now. Yeah. Um, check it on all streaming platforms. Obviously, got the show at the O2 Academy, Islington as well. I hope Monia Press, Mace, you got your tickets. Got your tickets. Bank holiday weekend, you get me. So. Bank holiday weekend as well. You know, we dare, man, for sure. Start it off right, man. But yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Join with my fellow hater, United Red. Prez is in the building. Yeah, yo, yo, Muno. Glad you recognise where it is, man. Real recognise real and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you, brother. And last but not least, my fellow Guna. Mace is in the building. Yo, what's good, people? We're enjoying out here. Yeah, man. I asked for fun. In from east to west right now, times are good, but man, yeah, let, let, let's 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 get going with the big, well, one of the biggest news of this season so far, man. Mbappe has called it quits at PSG, man. Um, what's our initial reactions, boys? Because for me, I was shocked. Uh, I mean, I was shocked at the timing, to be fair, but again, it's, it's like another Jurgen Klopp. It's just that the timing; it could have done it at the end of the season, but he's done it during the season in that Farmers League. Um, let me hear from you, boys. Andy, what, what, what were your initial reactions to that? I mean, I think we all saw it coming, really. Um, I think from last... I think he mentioned it last summer that he he mentioned it then that he's not going to sign um, a new contract. So the two-year contract that they gave him with the huge amounts of money, he said he's not going to um, stay beyond that contract. So PSG were kind of aware of his decision. But... Obviously, they're, they're tr- during the season, they're trying their best to try and kind of persuade him. Um, he's a free agent. At the, he's going to be a free agent. Um, since January, he's able to talk to other clubs outside of France. So I think, you know, he's done that. And then once he's, you know, kind of secured a pre-contract elsewhere, he's he's announced that he's not staying beyond this contract. So I think, yeah, we see, we've seen this coming, man. And for me personally, I think it's the right decision, man, because you can see... With like, um, even though like it's unanimously agreed that he's like the best player in the world right now, just based on like pure ability, um, and then for France like the clutchness, etc. But you know you've got players who are playing for bigger teams who are kind of like taking a limelight in the world stage, like Bellingham, Vinicius Junior, and then you know even in England you've got like you know players like like Yaku Bukayo Saka's, Erling Haaland. Odegaard probably not the Arsenal boys not on the same level but obviously they 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 are coming in the limelight and you know Mbappe is kind of like 
being pushed back. So he needs to go to a big club and, you know, realizes realizes potential in all in all facets, man. Like marketing, footballing wise, trophy wise, everything wise. So if he didn't do that now, it would have been peak, man. So yeah, I expected it, man. So you mentioned there, you know, it's time for big club prez. United, big club. Have you even got it in you? <laughs> they ain't been linked, boy. <laughs> they ain't been in the conversation. You know, you know what, yeah. Let me I think United boys should definitely be counting themselves out of this thing here, man, because I think with Mbappe, like uh, as as Drew said, he is he's now at the point where he can be considered just a brand in himself. Um and all of that all of that noise comes with a lot, I think. Um, and I don't think with the position that United are in and where we're trying to rebuild and get out of this uh, the mess that the Glazers has put put us in for so long, I don't think bringing uh, a, a huge a huge name or a huge character like Mbappe would be the most beneficial for us. But talent wise, of course, no no club in the world would say no to Mbappe. But I just think commercially, it's just not the right time for us right now, man. Um, but yeah, I, I think, as Drew said, I think it's, it's been written on the wall for a long time as to him leaving. And I think his destination is pretty much sewn up, in my opinion. I think it, it will be Real Madrid. Um, and he's he's hinted at that being his destination for, for even before this um this period where he's announced he wants to leave has has come up so yeah if he goes anywhere but real i'll be i'll be hugely surprised by that mm -hmm. so let, let, let's let's like do a realistic and obviously shalom i want to bring you in here as well as an arsenal fan let's also like do realistic paces of where he can go so i think obvious at the top is real madrid i mean i think you know you you, you could bet your house is going to go there um we, I joked about United there, but obviously we could play before United out. Liverpool, Andy, and Arsenal. I mean, um, for people are telling me fourteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think realistically, nah, listen, listen, man. I think I think Arsenal, Arsenal took that little comment that Arteta made and they blew it to. Uh, no, 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 no. no. No, no, no. It's the people. It's the soundbite people. Yeah, the soundbite. I know, I know. I watched the, I watched the whole thing. Arteta was, he was being fair, to be honest. All he said was, as a club, we should be, we should be in a position to chase the best players, which is, which is fair enough. Every, every top club should think that, which is, you know what I mean? But Arsenal fans, as usual, they took it to, or some Arsenal fans, they took it to a whole other level. Do you know what I saw? Yeah, people were telling me, oh yeah, they were using Tony as a distraction. Can you imagine? What's wrong with your fan base? I know Mace is there though. I want to hear from Mace. I know Mace was there. He was there with the gas. I wasn't gassed. Nah, nah, nah. I wasn't gassed, man. Um, I'm not expecting Mbappe at Arsenal. No, yeah, he's not coming. I think Madrid makes sense for Mbappe. It just makes sense. So, but my issue with the whole Mbappe going to Madrid is Mbappe is in a natural nine. That's still my issue. So, I mean, we can we can speak about it, but I don't think he's a natural nine, and Madrid need a natural nine. So, yeah, um, I don't think he's coming to Arsenal to answer that question, Drew. Yeah. Hold on, Munya. Before you move on, the the natural nine. Go, 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 go. 
the natural nine thing that he said is quite interesting because obviously people are now trying to piece the puzzle or let's say like people of opposition like people that don't support Madrid are trying to think like how are Madrid going to accommodate this but just know he's playing in that nine position in it like <laughs> just know he, they're going to make it work man and even if it's not like it's not going to be like a how Jose Lu plays that's like an out and out nine nah he's just going to drift it's just going to be like an inside forward and probably swap positions with Vinicius Jr man like yep. And Bellingham just behind. It's going to be scary, man, if he goes there. That team is going to be mad. <laughs> it's endless possibilities, man. Yeah. It's actually going to be scary hours that Madrid, um, when or if when this whole gets all confirmed. What's your, what's your, t- what's your, just before, what's your take on the whole Arsenal Gooners, yeah, and this angle of potentially getting Mbappe? What's your take? Let's set the re- record straight as an Arsenal fan. <laughs> like you man I'm a man in man man I like my peas and I know there's no way we can afford them regardless if there was even a possibility like let's be realistic we're not going to match his wages so mm-hmm. we're not even in that conversation I mean yeah. would you want him back on your team of course you would but come on man he's not coming to the Emirates as much as I would love it yeah I told, I, yeah, that's it's the same with Liverpool. To be honest, I think obviously y- y- you guys know me for a long time, and I've been screaming Mbappe to Liverpool, Mbappe to Liverpool, and I think like the only way that would have happened would have been like a would would have been via Klopp, and I think Liverpool actually have been in conversations with Mbappe, but once they figured out the money that was involved to get him, similar to like Jude Bellingham, they just they just pulled out, man. So yeah, I think. I think for any English, maybe bar Man City, but I've never heard Man City be linked with him, but bar Man City and maybe, yeah, United, Chelsea, those teams that, you know, that like to splash the cash, they're, they're the ones. But I think Arsenal, Liverpool, it might be a stretch, man, for us. Any, t- any team trying to be sens- sensible with their wage structure should forget it because you're going to have to break it in order to accommodate his wages. Yeah. So that's it, man. Well, you mentioned that the team that could splash a cash. Are we going to rule out Chelsea and City? Like, are we ruling them out? Nah, not for me to be honest. I don't. I. 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 I read the article on the Daily Mail that uh, City has been speaking to him as well, which is like the first time I'm hearing City being linked with Mbappe. So, and obviously Chelsea being Chelsea, but they've they've been splashing the cash. So I don't know how how that's going to work. But like like Press said, man, I think. <laughs> the money involved to get him and it's not just like wages because wherever he goes he's not gonna be he's gonna be earning sig- significantly less than he's earning now that's that's just a fact but it's just a signing on fee agent fee family fee Ethan Mbappe fee <laughs> the Cameroon Cameroon fee everything fee bro it's long bro it's long but you know what? It's one transfer saga that we're going to love to see. And obviously, when the time comes, is it what? Um, out of contract players, is it ju- they end in ju- July, end of June? Mm. So that 1st of July, boy, we'll, we'll see what's happening, man. We'll you reckon, happening. I reckon he'll announce it before then, though. Yeah. Do you reckon? What, they'll just yeah. be like, um, it's like kind of like, contract thing. Yeah, it's kind of like how... Um, I don't know if you might remember when Hazard announced his next club when he was leaving Lille. I think he did it via like Twitter and he said he was like, my next club will be Chelsea on Twitter. I think it's, he probably won't use Twitter, but I think the announcement will come before he actually, um, before the, uh, the, the opening day that you can actually um, move comes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see, man. All right, man. 
we'll wait and see. But I, I know there's still some Arsenal fans out there that are still thinking it could it could be us. But <laughs> we shall see. Um, and then to the Champions League, where obviously Mbappe was doing his thing. Um, we had the return on Tuesday. Um, Real Madrid, well, his potential new club. Oh, Diaz, what a finish. Um, Rumbridge went away to RB Leipzig. Did, did anyone see that goal? Uh, Brian Diaz, yeah. Was, did they play Did they play Leipzig? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they played Leipzig. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, Brian Diaz. Yeah, yeah. And he, great, great goal, man. He's a good player, man. Finish, man. He's a very good player. And um, he's, he's doing the job. I don't know what's going on with Vinny at the moment, but he's doing the job. Um, and they got that little 1-0 dub. Don't worry about Vinny, man. Don't worry about Vinny. He's the best in the world, man. He's hooping. Don't worry about him. He was just he was just very unlucky that game. He had, he, he had this amazing chance where he just turned, turned um, what defender was it? I forgot the defender's name, but he turned him inside out and then he hit the post, man. It was mad. But yeah, Vinny JR. He's a, he's a baller, though. Like I said, a definite hooper. And then in the other fixture on that Tuesday evening was Man City to... Um, visit Copenhagen, FC Copenhagen. I mean, I, I was laughing with my mate we were watching this game and I was just saying to him, how do City just get these easy draws, man? Like, it, it, it's, it's becoming a joke, but obviously you still got to win what's in front of you. They did that. 3-1, easy. I mean, um, I, I don't think anyone expected anything different. We expect to see City going through, um, but they, they it's just City doing City. Uh, all Manchester City boys, do we think they can retain it? Because obviously, no. Who, who's is a club ever retained the Champions League? Madrid. Apart from Madrid, yeah. Madrid, Madrid, Ajax in the seventies. Um, people have retained, boy. Yeah. Could Could City be the first English club to do it? Liverpool Absolutely. did it as well. Liverpool, Forest have done it back in the yeah fifties. Back in the fifties, man. Before. Before Christ. That <laughs> <laughs> BC. That's funny. But yeah, City are, City are definitely one of the favourites, man. I think City City and Madrid, they, they, they're the ones you have to look at. And then, you know, outsiders, I think definitely Arsenal have a case. I'm just not sure about Arsenal, but you guys can t- you guys can tell me if you agree or not. But I'm not sure about you guys like in two legs. I don't know if you're like a two-legged side like that. That's what remains to be seen. Because obviously in the Europa League last season as well, you <laughs> you you fought it against Sporting. You know what I mean? So let's see, let's see if you can do it. But obviously Arsenal are definitely outsiders. Um, but other than that, man, I don't know. Inter, I don't know, man. It's tight. Um, let me let, let let me let Shalom Shalom. Oh, you answer that first before I give my input on that one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I see what Drew's coming from. Um, obviously using our past history, we, we haven't been good in knockout stages, to be honest. Um, well, one final in how many tries, but with the sporting thing, I would say that was very unlucky. Cause if you might remember, that's when we lost Saliba and Tomiyasu and everything just went to shites. Um, but I think, and I will go into it later on when we, when we get into the Arsenal segment, um, I think this team can definitely go all the way. I, I, I think last um pod i'd said semi-finals and i still believe we can i think realistically semi-finals for us 
Um, finals would be a good um, cherry on top. And if we win it, even better. But I think I agree with Drew with his reservations and also the fact he thinks we have an outside chance of winning. So, yeah. Um, to just add on to what Shalom just said there, for me, Andy, I feel like if we can avoid City, I don't think the other European teams can really suss us out like how some of these Premier League clubs, um, you know, play us. I feel like as long as we can avoid City to the final when it's a one-off, I back us over two legs against some of these, how we play now especially. Against Madrid as off. Against Madrid, Napoli, them man. Yeah, yeah. I back it. Obviously, Madrid are good, but Madrid M- Madrid ain't been great. So, um, <laughs> that that's just that's that's just yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just how I see it. Fam, you know it's press press. Are you hearing this? Just note it down, boy. You must you must be new here, boy. Hey, Madrid Madrid in the league versus Madrid in um, Champions League are two different teams to be fair. So let me be careful. How hey, I if it was if it wasn't for that club, yeah, we would be on our club would be on. Three Champions Leagues, boy, if it wasn't for them. But maybe Arteta are in it. <laughs> um, so that was a Tuesday round of games. And then we went to Wednesday, where Lazio welcomed Bayern Munich. Hey, you know what? Let's just go straight into it now, man. We need to have a word on Bayern Munich. What is going on with them, man? There. Andy said he's here to witness Tommy Tuchel's funeral. <laughs> And they start dropping the casket yet or what, Andy? What's going on with Tommy Tuchel? Listen, man. Listen, man. I've I've not been a Tommy Tuchel believer ever since he took over from um from Klopp at Dortmund, man. I think people have like made this guy out to be this fantastic coach. This basically like a Klopp two point That's what he was being described as back then, in it back then. And I don't see anything, even tactically. Uh, people person nothing i don't see nothing from this guy to suggest that he's up there with those elite managers yes you know in, in comparison to like let's say like a pochettino which i feel like they, they're kind of in the same boat he has like trophies like he's won trophies at dortmund he's won trophies at um uh, psg he's won trophies at chelsea fair enough he's gone down he's gone over the line with those teams but it's the same pattern he's always been fired at every single team he's been at He's been fired. It's, it's, he's never like lasted longer than three seasons. It's always, it's always something with him. And him going to Bayern Munich, I I knew it was going to be the same story, the same dance, and it's playing out exactly the way I thought it would play out. He's actually lasted longer longer than I expected, to be honest. But if you remember, if you cast your mind back to last season and. Um, the way they won the league because that's the only reason why he's still here is because they won the league and they didn't win the league because of their own doing. They won the league because Dortmund bottled it. Like Dortmund absolutely bottled bottled that. And that meant obviously um, Bayern won their 11th straight title. Tuchel, lucky guy. He's still he's still in a job. But Tuchel's not good, man. He's never been good. I've never been, I've never been a believer and I want to see him out and I don't want to see him manage a top club ever again, man. He needs to go to Everton or something. Them teams. <laughs> man, you're not right. You're not right. They think like that. No, not at all, man. I think, I think I don't like, I don't like, I don't like when the media people gas 
a, a mediocre person. I don't I don't like it at all. Like it just it's just mediocre. He's, he hasn't done really anything. He hasn't done anything. He's won. You know what? He's won things. You know what I mean? Let me let me not say that he's won big things, big trophies. But at the same time, man, I don't see. I never see like his style of play, like his teams, how they play, if it's good football. But they make him out to be like he's this. He's always at top clubs as well, which I don't understand. He's dead, man. Like he needs to kick. I, th- I think the fact that he has won actually won trophies is is what gets him those top jobs. Because if you think about it, um, managers like Pochettino have been celebrated for less and don't have any trophies on the mm-hmm. table. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he'll, he's one of the managers that will always find the top job for that reason because he's got a, a decent CV. Yeah, um, on so paper. Yeah, on paper exactly. So I think. Yeah, even though his level might be, well, his level has proven to be below the top tier level of managers and, and, and managerial jobs, he'll probably still manage to land himself at those type of jobs simply because he's got a good CV on paper. So. Do you think after this buy-in stint, say, let's say if he gets fired before he's mm. able, he's, he gets the time to turn around or whatever, do you mm. still think he will get, he can get like another top job? I think he'll he'll get like a job for a, a a team in Europe, so I don't think he'll go like to like a no. Nah, he'll go out Etifak yeah. or something. Nah, not that. But <laughs> no, nah, but he he'll. I think it's like yeah, that that tier just below the elite tier of managers mm. where you you get like you, your Europa League league type teams that are pushing for Champions League spots. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's fair. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be easy. That's his level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Una Emery things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's it? You know, Emery Tiggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I would have loved to have got Jake's perspective on this. Obviously, um, you know, I think Chelsea fans. I don't know if you. Obviously, I'm speaking on behalf of Chelsea fans. I still feel like they, they love still him. Hold him in a high. Re- yeah, yeah, they do. They, they, they do. still hold him mm-hmm. in a high regard. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure, even if he was to get sacked, they would take him back in a heartbeat. I think they would. They yeah. would. Yeah. Because they, because from their perspective, he got fired uh, for less than unjustly. what unjustly. Yeah, that's the word. So you know, if they like it, I love it, man. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So obviously, Bayern, Bayern have well, they lost to Lazio during the week, and they've also lost today, man. I mean, Xavi Alonso, he's he's, he's basically walking to the league. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Toe said, but I hope he doesn't bottle it like Dortmund did last season, man. Um, but eight points clear what's now. What's the gap yeah? now? Is it eight? I thought it's it was eight. five. It's eight. Like. It's eight. So he, yeah, I think he still hasn't lost a game in the league. I think, yeah, it's for him, man. He's already played Bayern twice. So damn. Bayern's next game is against Leipzig at home, at least. But it's against Leipzig, another difficult team. So yeah, this is Chabi's to lose, man. And this will be Leverkusen's first title as well. So it's historic. Whatever. And I- Ever, yeah, man. That's mad. But just b- going back to Bayern, yeah, I obviously, th- there's, that's th- no, cool. There's been chat about, you know, Tuchel being the main cause of, you know, Bayern's lack of success. Um, Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so we, <laughs> we, we give this one to Monia. <laughs> we are here to have a dialogue, man. Um, because the coincidence or whether you call it a coincidence or whether you think it's right on time for a man like Harry Kane, he's moved to the club where he was expected to come in and, you know, add to his trophy cabinet along with the 
uh, copious amount of goals that he has to his name. So he's come in and it's not worked out for him. I, I saw glimpses of the game against Lazio and there just seemed to be like a disjointed him him dropping into the hole the way he used to do for Tottenham just doesn't seem to be slapping mm-hmm. the same way mm-hmm. um so where ca- can we lie some of the blame on Harry Kane or is that unfair to say and uh, like the thing is he's a bag man like unfair. it's funny because mm. I can't defend him because this is the same thing I was at him about peace with him with Spurs and ah oh, yeah he scores all these goals and what did they get nothing it's what he's doing at Bayern he's scoring all these goals but he's getting nothing it's just a a very peak peak situation for him because I think the team has let him down don't you think because he's mm-hmm. he's, he's scoring he's bagging like he's doing what he's, he was brought to do but his team can't defend. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's so funny I'm saying this because this is what's happening at top. Yeah, no, no, no. But I think I think it's 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 unfair, man. And I think you hit the nail on the head that Bayern is a very, you know, disjointed team. And a lot if if you watch like Bayern Munich games here, yeah, like it's a team that doesn't really like play for each other. Like they do look for Harry Kane for sure. Because obviously you know, in and around the 16, he were back. Obviously, he's good with the link of plays, technically good. But then you've got like Leroy Sane, for how brilliant he is, ever since he's moved back to Bayern, he has a whole different demeanor about himself. And, you know, he's moving very selfish. And I think um, what, what like um, Bayern Munich fans are saying is that, you know, Tuchel should have been drop, dropping Leroy Sane even though Leroy Sane has been one of their most important players this season but you've got a young kid like Matisse Tell on the bench who's been getting next to no minutes but every time he's come and played for you this season he's he's built him out a lot of, a lot of games as well this season but Matisse Tell is getting no looking whereas like you've got players playing who are not doing the business not even just that like Obviously, you know, you've got players like Matthijs De Ligt that you're not playing. You're bringing in Eric Dyer, who is not even top 10 centre-backs in the in, in in the Prem. But you're bringing him in to start over like other defenders, other centre-backs. So for me, the blame is, is 60 to 70 percent Thomas Tuchel, man. And then the rest, obviously, the players. Players have to take some sort of accountability as well. But yeah. it's, it's team selections, it's decisions um not not holding like some of his players accountable you know you know a manager you have to you this is what you have to do man if a player is not pulling his way or his players moving too selfish he's not playing for the team you have to drag them you have to make them hold bench for a couple of for a couple of games and let the hungry kid Matistel, he's young but he's he's more than ready in the bundesliga at least let him play even today he came on because of him they scored the second goal you know so yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, it's Thomas Tuchel, man. I think it's the Harry Kane thing is unfair. Um, but like I said, like I said in the beginning of the season, man, like even though Bayern Munich has won the league 11 times in a row, there is huge amounts of pressure to win the league. People think it's easy. And that's why I said to you, you think it's easy to win, to be the Don Dada every single time. It's not easy, bro. It's like, it's it's difficult to win a league 11 times in a row. It's difficult. People don't get that. And it's unlucky that this season, Leverkusen are moving Super Saiyan. It's it's unlucky, basically. But... <laughs> no, I hear it, man. I hear it. Um, and then in the other fixture of that game, well, that Champions League game week was PSV, PSV, PSG 
um, at home to Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad, who we thought could be a potential outsider that could push. But, I mean, the man that's due to leave, um, Kylian Mbappe, gets the first. And then, I'm not sure who got the second, but it was, it was more or less game done in the um, in the second half. Um, normal, normal business for PSG. Do you know what's actually funny, you man? I think we all joke about how um, I've seen things say Neymar's been to PSG, uh, Messi's been to PSG, but they've never got the um, the Champions League, and now you know Mbappe's leaving. Could this be it? Like the literal, the final, uh, last dance. Mm-hmm. Boy, boy, good question, good question. I think they one thing about PSG, uh, they're always going to spend money on talent, and so they'll probably reinvent their team into a post Mbappe, whether it's you know, bringing in someone to directly replace him or just keep bringing in names. But the model that they've gone with in terms of how they recruit players and, and how they decide to to pay their players, whatever else, it hasn't it, it hasn't worked up to this point. So whether, and, and I know that the, the type of ownership that they're under and the people leading the club will never go say, okay, maybe we should go back to the drawing board and try and do things a different way and recruit players in a, in a different manner. They'll always look to buy the names and they'll always spend that money to do that. So they'll as, they'll, they'll just keep hurting themselves trying to chase that first Champions League um, un, until they actually do decide to go back to the drawing board, which I don't think they will. But yeah, I think they're just going to carry on in this cycle, man, and, and until it clicks, but I don't think it ever will. Yeah, just looking at the squad now, man, it doesn't even look like a Champions League winning squad. But hey, man, crazier, crazier things have happened. So um, <laughs> at the same time, I'll, I'll, yeah, I won't completely rule them out, but anything is possible. Anything is damn well possible. Um, we all know now we have this little weird knockout round playoffs for the Europa League and the Conference League. Just going to touch on some few big games. I mean, Feyenoord and Roma, Lukaku. Comes to the rescue, um, ends Roma a, a draw. Um, Galatasaray beating Sparta Prague 3 2. Aubameyang is still getting the goals. Um, I heard now he's officially the highest scorer in the Europa League. Um, yep. as he helped Marseille get a 2 2 away draw. I mean, I think that was really all the big games. AC Milan, that's Shalom's goat, man. <laughs> Aubameyang. That's his goat. <laughs> any any comment on that one, Shalom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my goat, man. That's my goat. That's the guy that came to our club and actually delivered. <laughs> like I'm your 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 last real nine, yeah? To the Van Persie, Henri. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like this this call it call it, call it for what it is, right? Say we have Aubameyang with this team. We're doing a madness. <laughs> I remember Mace said that he's that he's like their top five players of all time. He, he did, bro. Behind behind Ian Wright. <laughs> My life, Mace. We're talking no no no. We're talking Emirates. Emirates era. Emirates. 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 Let's stop that. Emirates era. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fair, for man. Sure. <laughs> Um, and then Ruben's Loftus Cheek Tabo's goal. If you know, if you don't know Tabo, he's a former member of the podcast. Um, he's he, Ruben Loftus Cheek is actually running it back, man. Um, trying to get himself that Euros call up. He got a brace. 
um, as they beat um, Rennes 3-0. Um, so that's them doing their job. And then ugh, I won't really touch too much on that conference league, but your boy, I'm joking, Andy, Ajax are struggling to get a dub, man. Like, they literally, I uh, watched the highlights. They scored, they, they drew 2-2 at home with both their goals coming in at a time. Yeah. They, <laughs> listen, they struggled. Like, that, them two goals that they scored, yeah, came out of nowhere, basically. Like, from God. Honestly, they did not deserve to get anything from that game. Henderson, man. I'm out of it. I love to see it. <laughs> Stinking up the joint, stinking <laughs> up the joint. Um, but that was really it, man. So let's 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 get to the shits, man. The best league in the world. We had the early kickoff at the Community Stadium. Liverpool were the visitors. Um, I mean, people were saying, oh, "Brentford, can you do something for me?" But up step Darwin Nunes, man, with a filthy finish, man. Do you know what? There's no better goals than a classic little chip, man. Keepers getting chipped makes me laugh, <laughs> man. And and the way, but this manner, this manner was different, man. Wow. <laughs> it was a proper, proper finish. No, nah, no, nah, for real, man. I will give him flowers for that and um, the composure. But let's not even take away the assist from yeah. Diego Jota. What a player, man. Yeah. Um, but obviously, let's actually touch on the bad news. Although Liverpool came out as four-one winners. I'm pretty sure in that same game, you left with four injuries. Um, one being Nunes. Um, it was... What's, what's his name? Um, Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones. Diego, Diego Jota as well. And um, himself. And um, who? And Alisson before the game. Yeah, man. Um, so a bittersweet, obviously more sadder than come. Andy, man, yeah, just tell us how you're feeling, man. You win four one, you you get a goal difference, you get, um, you get three points, you get more back on the pitch, but then you get hit with some injuries at the worst time of the season. How are you feeling, bro? Bittersweet, man. I left that game bittersweet, man. I think prior to that game, I was pretty worried because we don't do well at Brentford away. We haven't ever since they came to the Premier League. We've not, we've never left with a dub, so. And this being a, um, what do you call it? This being a, a lunchtime kickoff, I was worried, man. Like, but I think when the the way we started the game, <clears throat> people saying like Brentford were on top, I don't really believe so, but I feel like they did have the better chances. But I did feel like we kept the ball really well. We kind of, we controlled the game. Uh, so I think the 1-0 to us was warranted. Um, even though, you know, Tony should have finished his dinner with one of his chances that rolled just rolled across the got across the face of the goal. Um but yeah, I was overall I was happy with the performance, but obviously the injuries uh yeah makes it bittersweet, man. First of all, Jota Jota came coming back from a long term injury and him performing this season is looking back to the to the Jota that we know, man, just causing the nuisance, scoring goals, assisting. Um, and just being just this weird type of dribbler, man, where everything just bounces off him. So him him being our potential for long term is 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 quite hurtful to be honest. And Curtis Jones as well, uh, which is looking like an ankle injury. Um, I think in terms of midfield, we, we can kind of miss him, but Curtis Jones, he's been good for us this season. He keeps the ball well. Um, he's pretty elusive with his dribbling as well. So we're definitely gonna miss that. I think Gravenberg stepped in for him in this game pretty well to be honest played one of his better games 
Um, and then, yeah, most, we got Mo Salah back, uh, which obviously he, it showed that at least we got a bit of like creativity and someone trying, someone able to create a chance out of nowhere now that Trent's gone missing. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, Darwin Nunez, he got a slight muscle injury. We don't know how serious that is yet. Um, I'm hearing that he might be out for the uh, Carabao Cup final, but he might be back after that. Uh, so yeah, man, like I said, it's bittersweet, but I think it's a big win in terms of like, in terms of like the title race at, th at this moment of time, man. Um, Brentford away is definitely a banana slip. We saw uh, Monday what City were doing over there, even though they won, it was kind of a struggle for them. Um, and I think we were good value for that dub, man. 100%, man. So yeah, proud of that. Well deserved. And obviously, Ivan Tony getting the one consolation for Brentford, another player heavily linked with Arsenal. Um, I want to go to Shalom, actually, about this one. So, Shalom, we've obviously ruled out Mbappe. We can cross him off the list. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Ivan Tony, do you reckon he's the man for us or now? Uh, um, with Tony, my only um, issue with Tony is just probably he's his character this this guy talks a lot it's it's good when you're confident and he is clearly a confident guy a confident player but sometimes you you look at someone's history to more or less foreshadow what will come and and i think for me i'm that's the only thing that i'm only worried i'm worried about but in regards to him as a player fantastic you know he gets goals and if we get him, I believe we will get goals. So I think it's down to the the, the character for me with, with Tony, because he, he will give us goals regardless. But if you ask me the player I want, I will probably take Ossiman than Tony, to be fair. Really? Wow. <laughs> really? If you like it, I love it, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Shalom, yeah. I'm thinking... Um, the reason, why, your, I would, your, your, the reason yeah. why I would take Ossiman... Yeah, um, just because Osman gives you more in regards to physicality, um, I I just like the fact he's quite tall, so he will be good in uh, headers. Even though Tony is also good, but I like I, I prefer Osman better. Um, I think Osman is also younger than than Tony as well. So on that basis, you you are you're spending money to get a return of investment in the event you sell him. Tony isn't just for now and that's it. You're not, you're not, there's not a return of investment with Tony in regards to the future. So for me, I think my, the smarter bet would be more on Aussie men than Tony. And um, yeah. And I think someone like Aussie men will be a little bit much more um, in regards to characteristic. Cause I touched on um, Tony's, um, his character would be a little, a little bit much more humble playing for Arsenal than Tony. And I mean, when you, when you go around talking about your team, talking about being like, I need to, I need to leave. I, I get it, but there's a way you do things. And really it doesn't sit well if I'm a Brentford fan, even though I know that we're selling you, but there's a way to do things. And if you can do this with Brentford, what happens when you go to the big boys? You might be doing a madness. That's my only, that's my only issue reservation with Tony, just his character. But, I guess one if someone's I, I see this as him being like not like 
very braggadocious, but another person might see this as him being very confident. But for me, that's my only asterisk with Tony. And that, that hence why I would go with Osimhen than Tony. Um, yeah, I think you're not the sure. first person to actually comment on um, Tony's attitude. I think that's always been mentioned about him going to a bigger club. Um, is he going to be able to, you know, handle the ego? Um, but yeah, awesome, man. That's, that's a, obviously we were shocked by that shout. Um, I hope it's Syria R awesome, man, not AFCON awesome, man, that we do end up signing if we do sign. They're, the, they're the same people, man. They're the same people. People, <laughs> You guys don't watch footy. I, 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 can't, I hear, it, but Drew, in the sense that like, if you think about how Arsenal play and the fact that they just need someone to get on the end of the chances, like and just stay if if he's staying within the whips of the post yeah and in and around the six yard box i hear it but if you're if you're expecting my man to to drop deep and link up and you know make make runs into the box or 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 even carry the ball into the box you he's probably not your guy for that but if you're get if you're if you if you're dedicated to actually getting chances to him in in and around the box then yeah it, could, it, it might work but my i would definitely pick tony out of the two man I think Tony is more of a sure bet in terms of like, he, he in terms of like an actual striker. I think Tony has everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. he literally has all types of types of goals in his locker, set pieces. Whether at the end of it or him taking it, he can do it. Um, linking up, just staying at the being a target man, he can do everything, and he's, he yeah. he can carry the ball pretty well as well. Which I think these are kind of like things that Osimhen doesn't really have. I think Osimhen, in terms of like the physicality and all that in the Premier League, yeah, it might suit him, but for the price that's being quoted and for, I don't, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. That's that's one of them. That's a gamble. Mm -hmm. That's a gamble. But yeah, Shalom. Well, what was the issue with, between Aubameyang and Arteta? It wasn't the fact that Aubameyang wasn't scoring goals. It was his characteristics. It was what he brought to the team. And that's my only issue why I think the Tony thing might not work with Arsenal, just because of his character. I don't dispute what has been said regarding him being a goal scorer, because I think it is very much... It's, it's it's straightforward it's 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 clear he will score goals but would he work within our team would he work for Arteta that's always been the the bar with how we play as 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 a team with Arsenal it starts from Arteta that's it so do you think hold on Shalom so do you think that he he wouldn't like if he comes if he goes to a bigger club he wouldn't like humble himself you think he will still be larger than life you'll still have that larger-than-life character, which personally, I don't really think he has, to be honest, but <laughs> this is this is the, this is is the what people think. But do you think that that's what's going to happen if he goes to, like, let's say, an Arsenal? Um, I think your character is your character. In, in one way, it's if he's humbling himself, then that's cool, but I don't think he's that sort of person that will humble himself. I think he... You have to be. You have to. You have to have some sort of confidence with you for you to transmit that in the football pitch, and I think that's basically Tony. But my issue is not his confidence. My issue is how he speaks about his team, etc. Because those are those those are the things that do kind of affect your team weirdly enough. Because it's we're human beings. You get what I mean? So. You have to you have to speak you you have to deal with things in certain ways and and speak to the media in, in a in a way that 
that sh- that kind of puts your team in a good light and not to be like yeah because th- the way he comes across to me is like i'm the best player here you know it i know it i'm leaving i don't care about you lot you know what it is and i don't think that's the the right char- characteristics or the right things to do and i think my only issue with tony is just his character not his skill not him as a player because i think he will fit us in arsenal but i just think character wise there might be an issue there i mean yeah i mean these are all very valid points about tony obviously Osman and i'm still gonna i'm joking though i'm just gonna say mbappe but um <laughs> <laughs> that money hopes boy Mm-hmm. Is it that's Eddie? Give me back that number fourteen, boy. Fam, that Eddie, yeah, that Eddie is at Forest next season. Forget about Eddie and Ketia, man. Yeah, man, I'll pack <laughs> his bag for him, bro. He needs to get out. Fam, when he kicked, I know we'll get to Arsenal next, anyways. But um, I think as well, one thing that we've done better at Arsenal <laughs> is now finding the right, the right players um to come to the club. So I think they will obviously take into account um what we're saying about Tony's attitude, if he's the right man, I I back them to whoever they end up getting in the end. Um we shall see. But let's let's stick on with the gooners man. Um four out of four um in the new year after a horrid and I think I said this in my last episode, a horrid end to the season. Um sorry to the end of t- 2023 to West Ham and um, Fulham. So last week they returned to West Ham, put them, took them for six. And this week it was to, um, I think they were second bottom on the league, Burnley. I think it's safe to say, um, without being too big headed or cocky, um, I expected us to get a dub. And rightly so, man, we got the dub. And not only that, another five goals. Um, that's 11 goals now, back to back games. We've had 21 goals scored. Uh, it's funny because we were just talking about strikers and there's always been that whole conversation, oh, Arsenal need a man to get them goals. Um, we scored 21 goals in five games, which is crazy for Arsenal. Um, some might even say, do we need a striker? Yes, we do need a striker. So let's not even try move away from the conversation that, oh, Arsenal don't really need a striker to compete. We still need a striker. We've just played really bad teams and we've just capitalised on them. And I think for me, these are winnable games, so I'm happy we've been getting the three points. But as I said, there eleven goals in two games. Our friends, we currently have the best goal difference in the league. Um, if this title race goes down to the last day, and you know, very rarely do we ever get to that position. But you know, there's there's also first time for everything where goal difference might need to come to account. But it's always nice to have a big goal difference. You still you're still two points off top, mate. Relax. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> man, I talk a goal difference whilst being behind. Relax, man. But hey, see you end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Five nil. Um, I mean, not really much more to say from that. Apart from the goal scorers, Captain Fantastic Odegaard kill it, kill the momentum straight away after. F- Four minutes. Um, Bukayo Saka with a brace. People said he was done out here. Um, Leo Trossard. I mean, one of my favourite players. Uh, uh, Arsenal already. I don't know what it is. Even, I know, I say it all the time, so that's a bit of a stretch. But like, I think Leo Trossard, even his days at Brighton, I just like them as a player, man. Like, yeah. he's with both feet. He likes to go forward. I just I just enjoy watching him. So, I like him as well, man. Really good. Yeah, man. I'll, 
I was so happy and I'm quite picky who I have on the back of my shirt of Arsenal tops. And I was, and it was a no brainer for me this season. It was Leo, man. That guy, he's a great player to me. Um, so it's nice to see him on the score sheet. And then King Kai, man. I know Andy, you have, <laughs> you have, um, he has some strong words for King Kai, but again, just for him, it was nice for him to get a, a, a goal. Um, he deserved the goal for how he's playing. Um, you mentioned you and Tabo were going back and forth in the in the chat. Um, I, I, I was going to shamelessly reply to something that you said, but for now, let me not, let me not, let me this. You know, I got to pick my. Do bar. it here, man. Do it. Do it here, man. That's that's Mace's rhythm, man. Mace, Mace, Mace told me to sample it. You told me to sample that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, oh man, they love it, man. Um, Andy, it was actually a co- someone clocked all the five goals uh, that we scored. Obviously, Haber got a goal, but he actually has an active contribution. You know, you know those assists before the assistings. I think mm. that was him for like all the goals. Who Kai Havertz? Yeah, if you watch, if you watch back all the goals, you see he beat you played the assist before the assist. The Obviously, thing is, we banter about, we uh, on that term, let me let me touch on that. Let me let me touch on that real quick. Let me touch on the Kai Havertz thing real quick. Like, obviously, like you know, <clears throat> beneath the surface, whatever you know, he he might he might contribute to Arsenal and what what you guys do, uh, going forward, maybe even defensively. You know I me. Mean? You know them like on the under the surface thing. You know, you know what I mean. Maybe maybe he does that. I don't know. Or or by what you're saying, that's what he does. But you guys can't tell me that sixty five million on this done. If you if you was to replace him with let's say a Ross Barkley, let's say I don't know, like I can let's say an Eberichi Eze, let's say even like in your academy that Ethan Waneri Donny, you guys can't tell me that you're missing anything, anything, and this is what I mean that I'm not saying that he's a flop because I think like obviously me calling him a flop, that was the whole double O A situation, but. I really don't think Kai Havertz is as important as as needed as Arteta and you Arsenal fans are making out to be. I'm sorry, like I don't think he is. And even like it, when I when I cast my mind back, it, it, when I cast my mind back, I know you want to say something, Shlop. When I cast my mind back to the Liverpool game and um, where you know by his own doing he had a pre he had a good game in terms of like his physical presence and and making it difficult for Konate. You know, fair enough, but. I'm I'm just I'm just like let's say replace him with like an Ivan Tony. Are you not getting the same thing plus more? Uh, to be honest, man, Kai Havertz, man, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, nah, man, I don't I don't see it. I still don't see it. Um, you guys would have to he has he would have to do. He's one of them players like a Bruno Fernandez, basically. That's where I'm at with him. Like he has to do a lot to convince me, and right now he's still not convincing me. Over to you, Shalom. <laughs> um. I guess you start by saying with what he, what Drew said, yes, in regards to the players or the midfielders you compared, the Eze's or <laughs> Wanyeri, as you put it, he's not that type of midfielder, but that's not the reason. That's why, that's not what we, we bought him for. Um, and it's very interesting that you picked out his physical um, attributes and his um, duels against Konata, which was very important. And I think one of the reasons why we got um, Kai is if you cast your mind back to when we played City away, when City 
beat us. One of the ways in which City beat us was very simple. Ball over the top. Um, KDB wins it over the top. He wins um, to, um, not KDB, Harlan wins up the, the, the header. KDB is on the ball. KDB shoots. KDB scores. And they tried it again. It worked. And so what I think Arteta use, is using Kai Havertz to do is whenever we get pressed, we take the ball over the top. And then Kai wins it because he's physically very good. And he keeps the ball and we can get away from the press. And you can see right now with what he does with him and um, um, Trossard. Trossard drops into the midfield, Kai runs. And that's why our attack has been very fluid. Yes, he's not those players, as you mentioned. He's not that typical midfielder. But what we're using Kai for right now in our team, it works. I would definitely agree with you that the six to five mil may be too much, but that's how much we bought him for, and that's how much we're taking. That, that's that it is what it is. Can I ask you a question? I think the way we are utilizing Kai right now works for us. Yeah, go for it. In terms of like your 11, yeah, or like the players, like, like just like your starting 11 or starting 12 or whatever, is he like the most replaceable done in your in, in that 11? If in, if in the summer someone comes for like let's say 40 to 50 million. Are you selling them? Me personally, if it means that we can do two things, we can use that money to buy a striker and we can also replace that left eight. Yeah, I will sell it. After a season, yeah? I rest my case, man. I rest my case. Important. To, I would sell him, but there's th th there are reasons why you would do that, providing we replace him. And the reason why we haven't, we're, reason why we're playing with Kai is because he's our best he's the, he's the best option right now and that's Renaud Rebuto so I mean Andy I, I see what you're saying um, I like I like how you mentioned obviously yeah he probably could call, couldn't bring someone in but decisions were made and as you see me especially I've had to back him to the mountains and back so you know why any chance there's any praise I can give oh, yeah, you hear me sing for him man but um, let's not take away from Arsenal, man, in general now. Five wins and five, um, a solid start to 2024. Um, I think this is the best, well, it's been said, this is the best start into a new year. Um, well, they've won all the first five games. Um, but long, yeah, long may, may, long may continue because if we want to have a serious title to charge, we have to keep going. Um, so then with the other three o'clock games at that time, Aston Villa went away to Fulham, um, one 2-0 with a brace um, not in forest um, trying to secure another season of the Premier League 2-0 winners your boy Andy Hodgson Odoi um, with a goal um, is it 3-3 three three now for him yes sir he, he's you know he's bringing it back Bournemouth and Newcastle give us um, another good game finishes 2-2 with a last minute equaliser by Matt Ritchie Solanke back on the score sheet again and um, unfortunately, my brother, um, C. Strada, could not make it with um, us today. But Tottenham Hotspur lost 2-1 to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, with um, Jao Gomez with another with a brace. A lot of braces this weekend, man. 
check what um the 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 the, the, the top scorers are saying. Um, Kuliseski with the one goal for Tottenham right after the um, second half, start of the second half, so brought them back into the game. But later on, um, Gomez got a goal. I saw that Ben Davis missed a sitter in the last. Press watched that game, right? A last minute equaliser. Yeah. How was that game? Because based based on the highlights that I've seen, <laughs> it was a pamming. Yeah. yeah. First time we said it would have should have been four one or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like Wolves couldn't handle. I mean, Spurs couldn't handle Wolves on the break, and obviously with an with an outlet like um with Neto. It was just he was just basically left to to run down that right side and 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 get to work, man. Um, and that's how the the second goal came. And I was really impressed with, um, you know, the way the, I'm just really impressed with the way Neto just is, is, he's able to get defenders. Stat, he stands up defenders and is just able to drive drive past them from on a standing start. And he's got that real explosiveness and and he gets to the byline at will. Um, and yeah, this just. I, I would I would love a player like Neto at my club. Um, um, I would love Neto at my club, really. But yeah, I think um, Wolves came away as the deserved winners, in my opinion. I, th- I think I think a lot of teams would be licking their lips to have Neto at their club. Man, he's a serious player, and I think it's safe to say that um, he is the next one um, that deserves like the next big step up, really. Um, I think United uh, could be in for him. Liverpool could be in for him. But yeah, in terms of Tottenham, though, um, you know their last game before this was the uh, was another game at home. Brighton. Some people could have yeah Brighton um, and and Brighton could have easily won that game as well. Because um, I'm pretty sure Bren- Brendan Johnson scored a last minute winner this time for them. Um, obviously, they didn't have the luck this time. I mean. <sighs> Spurs, it's, it's, it's funny, man, because we can see there's a lot of potential with what they're doing, but they, you know, they play, play like this occasionally, which kind of lets them down. Now they've given teams around them, Villa, United, a chance to close up or just to extend the gap. Um, when we look at the table now, you can clearly see that the, the, the three teams, Liverpool, City and um, Arsenal, will be in this so-called title race. And then it's kind of who's going to get that fourth position. And you can say that's going to be Villa, Spurs and United. Now, I'm going to go to Andy for this one. Looking at those three clubs, who do you think will get that top, that, that fourth fourth place? Um, I think Villa, man. I think Villa has been super consistent. Um super consistent this season so far um and if you really deep it they're like eight points off of liverpool off top place so that's that's good at this stage of the season that's you can technically not count them out if they were like a better team you can you can't count a team like that out for the title race so to speak at this point because that's eight points with like four 15 games to play you know what i mean so they're in a fantastic position and i think they're playing yeah. better better than the rest i think united united is united man i think this is this is what shalom said about united last season you don't know what the fuck they're doing but you blink and they're fourth and it seems like this is what they're doing again this season um they, i think they got i think they got a similar they, i think they're the most informed team alongside with arsenal this this year so far so 
Uh, they they definitely have a chance, but obviously performances have to step up as it gets to business end. And Spurs, Spurs is like a week by week basis, man. You don't know what to get from them. At one time they can be brilliant, at another time, you know, as of now, it's it's, it's looking peak for them. So for now, um, at this moment of time, I'm saying Aston Villa got the better papers, man, out of the three. Uh, will be will be good to see how it runs up. Um, that's another one that'll be interesting to see. Um, alongside the the, the title race, um, and then we had the late kickoff where City welcomed Chelsea. I think we all remember the infamous return fixture, four four. That finished four four. Um, I think coming into this game, sorry, wait, Andy, did you say something? Nah, I said four four. Yeah, that finished four four. Um, <clears throat> and I think coming into this game, a lot of people had already already written off Chelsea. Um, thinking, yeah, this is going to be a city. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw on fantasy people were triple captain in Haaland. <laughs> but they were fools, fantastic fools. Because, I mean, if you, if you look at that game, it could have gone, it was what? Well, it was probably the complete opposite. And it could have been the complete opposite. Um, Chelsea had numerous of chances if it wasn't for Nicholas Jackson and Raheem Sterling's poor finishing. I mean, Raheem did get the goal for Chelsea, but at one point, I think you could. I think it's safe to say that Chelsea could have even been three 0 up and cruised hmm. into victory, um, but somehow they they kept the door open for City and you know come off the hour, come off the man. Um, you missed the Man City at the moment. Talking about Eric Haaland or um, Kevin De Bruyne, it was freaking Rodri with another banger. I mean, it hit a little deflection, but I feel like it's still going in without the deflection. He rescues a point for the City. City did try to push on to get the winner. But man, I'm I'm very disappointed with Chelsea, man, because they really could have got more than the point. And maybe you could say they did deserve more. But I think Andy, me and you had a back and forth on this one, where I feel like the players let Poch down, but you feel Poch's tactics maybe let Chelsea down. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think um, in hindsight, you're probably right. The players, based on the chances and how how he set them up, um, spe- specifically in the first half, and how they were able to create so many chances. So that's that's great coaching from Poch's perspective. I have to give him that. Um, the only thing I was disappointed with is that he was getting shook and he was starting to go ultra defensive with 20 minutes to go. I mean, I know you're playing City and I know you're playing away and I know. Um, you know, yeah, no, he, he foresaw the pamming in it. Like, I know, I know. But what you did so well in the first half, continue it till at least the 80th minute, at least. Because one thing that City does well, does better than any other team, is like they don't care for your low block. They, they really don't care. Like, that, they're not, you know, Liverpool, you could put a low block and it, it, it become difficult. Arsenal, you could put a low block. It become, City don't care, bro. So defending for long periods against City, it's, there's no point, man. And I somehow knew, like, yeah, they're going to give it away as soon as, you know, they took Cole Palmer or for Chalobah, man. Um, yeah, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, similar to that, man. I think they, the, the thing with defending your box in it, you obviously invite a lot of pressure um, and City were able to basically flood every man forward because it was attack versus defense and on the rare occasion that they did get out and I'm talking about Chelsea here the rare occasion they did get out from the the immense pressure they faced 
it was just down to a little bit more composure that they could have had in order to to get their goals and they they just weren't able to keep that composure but yeah it's it's just it's a losing battle trying to defend for as you say long stretches of time um defend your box and or albeit d- defensively i think just picking out individuals i think defensively they actually were pretty solid they and were they yeah deal, they did deal with um the the threats that city posed really well um mm-hmm. cutting out crosses uh, low crosses from de bruyne especially um so yeah you have to kind of take your hat off for the the individual performances defensively but i think overall you would be disappointed not to, to to try and get more i mean if you look at the statistics they it would show that city were the dominant team but i think anybody watching would say you know chelsea could have definitely gone away with more than a point so it yeah. depends on really how you look at it another thing as well that i um that I, uh, in hindsight, of course, that I didn't agree with because I didn't know Nkunku was on the bench. And I know he's come back from injury and he probably wasn't match fit to start the whole game. But I mean, you're 10th, man. You, you need all the points that you need. Play Nkunku because Nkunku would have finished those Jackson chances in it. Like, I know that. So that kind of upset me when I all of a sudden saw Nkunku come on. I was like, you've had this guy and you let this. <clears throat> I need to find a slander name for Jackson, man. But. I'll get there because <laughs> that guy pisses me off. Nah, he's dumb, man. But I feel like if Jake was here, he'd probably echo some of my thoughts that, yeah, man, <clears throat> Chelsea could have got more. But we, we want to thank you, Jake, anyways, man, because mm-hmm. I think uh, anyone that can help City dot points um, could make the. They did it twice. Yeah. Exactly. Them. Um, definitely opening up the um, title race and when we look at the three teams in this title race I think where Arsenal are due to go to um, the Etihad and I think Liverpool have you got them at home or you got them away they're coming to Anfield those are actually the last two games with the three teams involved in the title race so big games coming ahead man for sure and then we move over to the last games of the weekend Um, I think it's safe to say, man. Hey, Sheffield United and Burnley, thanks for coming, man. Um, we can give <laughs> you that gar- we can give you that gardening leave now if you want to take it. Imagine extra bonus, because boy, what you man are doing here yeah, is nonsense. And you know what's killing me as well? Um, because I kind of watched, um, I kind of watched the cha- well, I watched the championship anyways. But last season, it was Burnley and Sheffield United that got killing it promotion. Killing it. Yeah. Killing Newton it. Newton came through by the playoff. And then now you see them, they're both doing nonsense. It actually makes no sense. Like, how how does it come across? Like, you, you've won the league in one of the hardest um, leagues in, in the world. I mean, they played like Fortis League, won it by a big margin. And then you come here, Premier League, and you're doing nonsense. I think, like, I think it's, I think... I think it's a, what do you call it? I think it's a style of play, you know, because if you remember Luton, yeah, Luton, yeah, they went through um, playoffs, Munya, but if you remember, they came third, you know, on 91 points, meaning bits, 90, 90 points anywhere, you you done bits in it. So they came third, 91 points, but they're playing the exact same way they did then here. And I think it suits the Premier League probably even more to play this way because mm-hmm. the way they play. Uh, Burnley and Sheffield, uh, I, I don't know about Sheffield United too tough, but Burnley, 
you know, they try to translate their ball playing, where, where you're playing scaffold or so that way you can play that ball, ball football. Yeah, it's all good in the championship. But if you're bringing that, if you're bringing that to the Premier League where there's actual ballers for a living, come on, man, you have to be. And this is why I'm looking at company. If you look at, you know, Burnley, like individual, the, the players individually are, you know, some of them are really good. But they need like, I don't know, like there needs to be some 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 sort of experience in that team, some sort of pragma- pragmatism in that team, some sort of like, you know what I mean? And th- there's, no, there's no real technicians in midfield, I think is the main the main thing. I think in wide areas, they 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 are they're really good because I think that's where they've got most of their talent. But I feel like there's no one really with the way that company wants to play, there's no one really to control the game yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, and it, it's really preventing them from from his his style flourishing. So, but also, also, man, like he's lost a lot of players. The the players that helped him last season, yeah, Nathan the Teller, knees, right? the low knees, yeah, mm-hmm. they all didn't stay in it. So you have to. I think I think Burnley, the Burnley board, are giving him the benefit of the doubt with that because they probably haven't helped him in the market as much as it yeah, could. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um, but also, I mean, you know, when you're trying to stay up, it doesn't help when you're a player that does nonsense. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think at the time it was one nil or maybe even nil. Nil nil, I think. Nil nil, I don't know. Up comes Mason Holgate, man. Like I don't know what possessed him to think he was gonna get the ball clean. Some dirty, dirty challenge on um actually it was actually before, it was nil nil at this point, sorry. Um, dirty, dirty uh, Matoma and then you see players coming after the game I saw an interview I forgot who it was some Sheffield United player said oh personally for me I don't think it's a red it was disgusting (laughs) they actually said that yeah bro man said for me I don't think it was a red and I'm thinking what there's back in your team mate but sometimes you just gotta say nothing when you know he was just it it was uncontrolled and yeah man nearly clotted uh, Matoma so it doesn't help when your players are just doing nonsense and making the game hard off yourself because believe it or not Sheffield United were kind of in the game I mean they were just hanging in but they even got a goal that was maybe wrongly disallowed at, um, at... yeah that would yeah that was wrongly disallowed man I'm I sorry I don't get why that was disallowed to be honest yeah, yeah that was mad but yeah because of if that's allowed in, it's a different game. Even though they've got 10 men, it would have been 2-1. Maybe give them the, 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 the jump they needed at home. But <laughs> they just got battered after that, man. 5-0. That's back-to-back 5-0 at home, um, by the way. So I feel sorry for all them fans that go in looking forward to watching the t- team play on a Saturday. And then you just watch five goals just get put through you like that. It's, it's crazy. It's actually <laughs> crazy. Um so yeah, man. Thanks, Sheffield United and Burnley. But yeah, guys, leave. We should give you a, 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 an extension if you need. <laughs> and then, last but not least, man, um, the final game on the weekend, Man United went to Luton Town, um, and I think we all know what Luton Town have been about this season. They've picked up results that have helped them get away from that bottom three um rob edwards is doing a good job um i think you could say you know there are talks of who's going to be manager manager of the season um people on who's the one at wolves as well is it his name is it- gary o'neill gary that's my guy man no sorry yeah um but i feel like if if rob edwards keeps looting it you can definitely you know facts put him up there as one facts of the nominations for manager of the year mm-hmm. facts uh, but yeah, United were visitors and 
quite early on, and I know Prez, you're probably thinking the same. After 10 minutes, you thought it was a wrap. Um, United scored the first goal after 30 seconds. Um, the defending, I mean, comical. I don't know what that player was thinking. Um, but up step, um, Hoyland gets another goal. Um, and then it's 1 0. And then not too long after, I think it was a shot by um, Ganacho. And, you know, Gary Neville was very clear in his thoughts of um, this goal. Well, some of us maybe thought had an element of the future. Um, but the um, Ganacho shot was then kind of hit off the chest of Hoyland. Um, some saying that he meant it, some saying that he don't, he didn't mean it. We'll, we'll let you have your own opinion on that one. Gets it to be 2-0 for United. And I think at this point, a lot of people were turning off their TVs. They <laughs> weren't seeing a United L tonight. Um, it was a routine victory. But then again, up steps um, Captain Fantastic uh, Morris, who gets them back into the game after 14 minutes. And that was really it, if you deep it. No more goals. But you could say United probably could have scored, but, but, but so could have Luton. This game could have gone either way. Um, Luton could have probably got a draw. United could have extended the lead. But United just came out as winners. So, Prez, straight to you, man. How are you feeling post that game? Yeah, I think the bottom line is the the three points, man. Um, it's Kenilworth Road, not an easy ground to come to. Um, not not many positives to really take away in terms of performance. Uh, I think the Kobe? story of the, the gone, Kobe Maino. Yeah, we'll we'll come on to we'll come on to him in a second. But I think it's um, the story of the game is very similar to the ones that I've seen of this season where. We look like we're going to start f start fast. We look like we're going to be the dominant team throughout the game um, and we're going to get the goals to, to show that. So obviously going up 2-0, you think from there, all we need to do is just manage the game and and uh, keep, keep the scoreline up. And I thought, you know, thinking about our goal difference, hanging in, hanging at zero, you know, this is an opportunity to, to try and ramp it up a little bit to make it look at least somewhat respectable. Um, but you know, after that 10 minute spell where, you know, we looked good. Um, uh, we, we looked like we were going to be the team to, to be in the ascendancy. We allow, allow Luton back into the game. And once they get that goal, uh, through, uh, Morris, you know, it, it just seems like heads drop and it's a, a common theme throughout the game where after the, we, we give the opposition a chance, especially away from home, we give the, the opposition a chance to believe that they're still in the game. They take it with both hands and uh, <laughs> they, they they start to show us a, a side that, that believes that they can go on to win, let alone, you know, get a goal. So... Yeah, it's. I think it's a mentality thing. I think it's partly a personnel thing, and I think it's something that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, Menu, obviously, a, a, a diamond within this team, and um, I think Casemiro, uh, his his time his time as a starter, I think, is up. I, I think he he needs to be replaced, and as well, probably the more urge, urgent replacement. He's being honest. Saying that he, he's being honest. I'm not. 
I'm not saying that he needs to go, but he, but some somebody needs to come in because I f- I feel like in in this game Ro- Ross Barkley of course looked fantastic, and a midfield a, a Luton midfield shouldn't be be running rings around a player of of Casemiro's cal- caliber, and if we're being real as well. Casemiro shouldn't have been on the pitch after that second that second challenge, um, and I, I just feel like it's just too often where games are just are just getting getting away from him, um, and f- physically just doesn't look like he has the motor to, to to keep up with the demands of of the league. So in in that sense, I think yeah, a, re- a replacement is required, and I think on on the ball it's fine because he 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 tends to. He, t- he tends to keep control of the ball, and if he if he's if he's being pressed, he's able to to pass it off to Manu, and and we know how beautifully Manu han- handles the press. So yeah, I I think he he's a problem area amongst others. Um, that obviously he was he was dragged at, at halftime for for the reasons that I've just explained. So yeah, man. Um, like I say, not not really. Much. Obviously, Rasmus Hoyland um doing his thing, youngest player ever to score six six goals in a row in the Premier League, uh, in in good company as well. So yeah, a cup a couple of bright moments. Uh, but yeah, again, I'm just happy with the three points, man. Uh, we move, we move. You seem shocked at that Casemiro shot, though. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, because obviously he was meant to be the controller in the midfield. But I mean, I think as I just said that you're being very honest. It looks like it's not really worked out for him as you guys had planned. So I guess maybe uh, his, his role is, is, is now expired. So I hear it, man. I, I hear it. I'm not too mad at that now. But I was just sure he, he's got he- hella experience. Maybe he's just, he's just not been able to adapt to the Premier League. Because even today, man, he could have even got sent off. Like he's 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 more leaving you guys in vulnerable positions than actually yep. helping you out. Yep. So yeah, I, I, I definitely see. Yeah, all right, man. Well, only one more game left in the Premier League. Um, that's Chelsea. No, sorry, it's um Palace and Everton tomorrow. Palace's second Monday night game back to back. Last week was um against Chelsea, which they lost. Colin Gallagher coming to punish. And is it confirmed yet? Is, has Roy been sacked? Because I've not seen official communication yet. Yeah, nah, he he has been. He has been. He has been sacked. They um appointed this um German or Swiss guy. Is it actually confirmed, yeah? Yeah, man. Hospital, everything. So, I must I must have missed the um <laughs> The Comunicado. The... Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, G, I don't think it's actually been conf- officially confirmed. Well, officially by who? Like Palace. By by Palace, yeah. I thought it was, man, but <laughs> anyways, Donnie's in hospital. Um, now looking, it just says, um, <laughs> yeah, he's in hospital. So I hope he's um, having a speedy recovery. Um, yeah. Palace, Everton, I mean, Palace could easily drop down to relegation status um, with, how, with their current form. But Everton obviously trying to still pick up points with their pending 10 points deduction um, appeal still going on. So... Only time would tell. Um, Barman's looking at me. Um, any shots, boys? None for me, man. I'm all right this week, Barman. Shalom. Because if not, I will, I will. I've got some shots to take, man. I had a bit of a sober weekend, but none um, for me, none for me. I can definitely take a shot for my young G's 
Bukayo Saka, you know, critics, critics, critics came out and were doubting him, but he's just shutting them up. Yeah, some might say he's scoring penalty, but the second goal, what a finish. Um, and you obviously heard me talk about Leonardo Trossard, what a player. Um, but more importantly, I want to give a shout out to my defence, man. David Raya, there was the discussions about, oh, Ramzo should be coming back. I've not heard none of that for a hot minute. Um, <laughs> and Gabriel and Saliba, I mean, all they need is some silverware. And I think they will be up there as one of the best centre-back pairings in the Premier League. But yeah, boys, it's been a pleasure chatting to you all. Our listeners, I think it was a double game week. Make sure you've been updating your fantasies. Please do check out Rapping Drew's um, new single. Um, and obviously, if, you're, if you want to meet us in the flesh, he's got tickets out for his um, little gig at the O2 Academy in Islington. So it'll be good to see some of you guys there. Um, it's been a pleasure. Peace. Peace. Peace.